This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the Get Booked Podcast, a weekly show for personalized reading recommendations. This is episode 42, and we are recording on Tuesday, August 16th. I'm Jen Northington from Book Riot, and our special guest today is Eric Smith, Book Riot contributor and agent who is filling in for Amanda. What's up, Eric? Hey, how's it going? Doing very well. Well, it's very, very hot. I'm sure it's very hot everywhere, though. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) It's terrible. And the quietest room in my house is the room that doesn't have air conditioning in it. So, you know, it's always a bit of a a a sweaty endeavor to record Get Booked. But that's okay. (laughs) We can do this. We can do it. Uh, So if you're new to this show, let me tell you how it works. Um, We are a recommendation show, which is just what it sounds like. You send us questions about what you think you want to read next, and we will pick out books for you, whether that's for your classroom or for your uncle, you don't know what to get them for their birthday, or you just finished a little life and it ripped a hole in you and you need books to fill that hole, we are on it. So you can send us questions either by emailing them to getbooked at bookriot.com. You can tweet them to us. I'm Jen, Jen IRL, Jen with two N's. Um, And Amanda's, I'm Amanda Nelson. Um, You can also leave your questions in a form that's at the bottom of every post uh, on the podcast every podcast post, excuse me, on the site. Uh, You can just fill the form out. If you do have a question that is time sensitive because it's for a birthday or vacation or whatever, please note that early on in the request, maybe in the subject of the email or in the first line of the form, if you're doing it that way, um, so that we can try to get to it as soon as possible. We have tons and tons of questions. We're doing our best to get to them as quickly as we can. Uh, So let's dive in. Um, Okay, I'm going to read the first question, then we'll do our first sponsor, and then we will start with our book recommendations. So this question is from Carissa. I'm a Montessori teacher in Pennsylvania, and I'm looking for a book I can give to my graduating kids as a gift that is outside the normal ideas, like Giving Tree and Oh, the Places You Will Go. My kids are big nature fans and are very curious about the world in general, but they also love to be silly, and I would like some book recommendations that would be a good laugh for them in the next couple of years. Also, if you have any recommendations for chapter books for them, I read to them one or two chapters a day, and after having them for three years at a time, and basically a book a month or so, I have run out of ideas for new chapter books. We have read books like My Father's Dragon, Most Rolled Doll Books, Some Magic Treehouse, and Ralph and His Motorcycle. Any suggestions would be great. All right, so before we answer Chris's question, I'm going to tell you about our first sponsor, which is To the Edge of the Light by Elizabeth George. You may have heard of her. She is a New York Times bestselling and award-winning author. Um, she's the author of the British crime novels about Inspector Thomas Lindley, and this is her YA series. She is writing a series. Uh, this is the fourth book in the series, so it's done. So if you are one of those waiters, you can pick this up and not be worried about having to wait for the next book. And the main character, Seth Darrow, uh, his grandfather has died and, or excuse me, his grandfather has had a stroke, let's specify, and there is now a bunch of family machinations over the family real estate. Um, and he is trying to get, you know, himself positioned well, and then all of the other family members are trying to do that, and no, everybody has secrets, and nobody is telling the truth to anybody else, 
And it's basically if you need a good beach read series or you just are going to hole up with your air conditioner for a weekend and want to binge something, uh, this is the series for you. There are four books in this series. The first one is called The Edge of Nowhere. And this fourth one, The Edge of the Light, is out this week. So it's perfect. You can get all of them and hold yourself up and read about rich people behaving badly, which is a thing that we know you all love. Uh, so that is The Edge of the Light by Elizabeth George. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. All right, Eric. You go first. What's your first recommendation for Carissa? All right. So this is a tricky one because I, I don't read that uh, much in that uh, genre there. But um, back when I worked at Quirk, a uh, publisher in Philly, we did these uh, Nick and Tesla books uh, by Steve Hockensmith and Bob uh, Flugfelder. Um, the, the sort of great thing about these is that while you're reading them with your kids – uh, there are instructions included that let you uh, make science fair projects uh, with the kids. So it's the sort of thing you could, you know, after a couple chapters, make into some kind of really fun group activity. Um, I also just recently saw The Seventh Wish by Kate Messer. It's a, it's a newer book that takes on that uh, sort of story you've heard again and again of like a fish that promises it'll grant all the wishes in the world if you just let it go story. Uh, but in this case, the kid catches the fish. Uh, it grants wishes, and the wishes are always um, – what's the word I'm looking for? They, the fish means really well but kind of screws up a lot. <laughs> and uh, and the kid kind of has to you know ask herself, like, do I want to risk a lot of these really big, important issues uh, that are in my life on this fish that makes a promise, uh, or do I want to try and solve them myself? And it's it's uh, really, really sweet. The Nick and Tesla series uh, by Steve Hawkinsmith and Bob Flufelder. Which I co-signed, by the way. Those are great. Yay! And uh, and The Seventh Wish by Kate Messer. Okay, so my picks for this one, my first pick is the one I was thinking of for a graduation gift, um, and it's The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster, which is, or is it Juster? I never know. Anyway, that guy. Um, it's illustrated by Jules Pfeiffer, and this is actually a book that nobody ever read to me as a kid, and I somehow missed its existence and came to it as an adult. But it's a really fun sort of classic about a boy named Milo who is just bored. He's bored all the time. He kind of wanders around in like an extensive state of ennui. Um, and then suddenly one day a toll booth appears in his room and he like drives through it in his little fake car um, because he's got nothing better to do. And it proceeds to lead him to all of these adventures. And it's a really fun book because there's a lot of allusions to like things like rhyme and reason, which are concepts that are fun to talk to kids about in both a sort of cartoony adventure sense and then in a classroom applicable sense. Um, and uh, the adventures are very fun. They're very silly. It's a really enjoyable book. And I feel like it shares some things with oh, the places where you'll go and that it's like an encouragement to people to go out and have adventures and experience things um, and, and is a good, like, you know, sort of classroom tool at the same time. Um, but I think you could give that to anyone and they would enjoy it no matter how old they were. Um, okay. Yeah, right? It's so good. I love it so much. Um, oh, we forgot to alternate. So do you want to do one more? I see you have one more. And then I'll do my last one, or...? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, there's, there's this great middle-grade book called The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. Uh, Carissa, I know you said you liked uh, stuff about the outdoors, the kids specifically. Um, and it's a really great middle-grade book about a, a robot who wakes up on a mysterious island uh, surrounded by trees and animals and is sort of trying to figure out uh, why she's there and what, what the what the mystery is uh, behind her her sudden awakening on the on this island and it's a yeah it's a lot of fun um, lots about the environment and, out, and the you know and the outdoors um, and that's the the wild robot by Peter Brown 
And my other pick for the reader aloud is Inside Out and Back Again by Tanha Lai, I think is how you say that name. Um, this book is one of those uh, middle grade books that's written in like as like a prose poem, um, and it's a memoir. So it's a little bit more serious, I think, than some of the other things that you've been reading to them. But I think it would be a really good one. Um, and it's a Newbery Honor book and a National Book Award winner, so very meddled. Um, and it's about the author's experience experience of leaving Vietnam after the fall of Saigon and immigrating to Alabama. So if you're looking for diverse stories, this is a great one. Um, And the main character is only 10. So I think I can't quite remember what ages Montessori is for, but that seems right to me. Um, Is that right? I don't know. Uh, but so, yes, yeah, so they leave uh, Saigon and they board a ship heading towards America. And um, Ha, the main character, has to kind of deal with, like, they're strangers and the food is different. And how does her family fit together now that they're in a new place? Uh, so I thought that might be a really interesting read aloud to do with a class. So that is Inside Out and Back Again by Tan Ha Lai. All right. So will you read our next question? Yes. Yeah, so we have... Uh... Uh, I've listened to each episode of the show and loved every minute. Uh, The situation. uh, Each summer, I look for a thoughtful book that I can slowly dig into that challenges me, which I can read in addition to all of my other fun summer reads. Uh, This particular summer, I'm graduating college, gulp, moving across the country and starting a new job, and I'm looking for a book to accompany me through all of this. Uh, Past summer reads have included Blue Highways, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, and The Prophets. Uh, I'm open to all genres, especially anything related to travel and or history, uh, and only ask that the books be well-written and thought-provoking. I look forward to suggestions and to many, many more episodes of the show. Uh, Brenna. All right, so I'm going to do my first pick, and then we'll go to you. Um, So my first suggestion for you is... uh, is actually the book that I did this summer, but it was a reread, but still I think it counts. Um, and that's The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexandre Dumas. I love reading Dumas' work, um, and this is actually my favorite. It's also the longest and the bonkersest. Um, <laughs> it's about a man named Edmond Dantes, who is a sailor, and he, it's, he lives during the Napoleonic Wars, and he gets thrown into prison for a crime he did not commit to save somebody else from going to prison for the treason that they actually did commit and spends like 10 years trapped in prison and makes a friend of his cellmate who is this like genius abbot who is the smartest man in the world and also the richest man in the world because that's how classic novels work um (laughs) and so and they become very close and before the abbe dies he leaves edmund his fortune and all of his knowledge like he's taught him to be a genius um and edmund like makes a daring escape and then goes off to seek revenge against the people who imprisoned him in the first place um so it's an epic adventure story it's also like full of these lengthy moralizing passages and like discussions of philosophy and natural science as of you know the 1800s so like obviously it's a little dated but i really enjoy the reading experience also this book I, I don't want to call it progressive because these things have always been in our lives, but, like, it has, like, a genderqueer character and, like, you know, it has a lesbian couple later in the book. And it has a lot of things that, like, you know, people living – it has a lot of people living unconventional lives that I think we don't often think exist in classic literature. So that makes it a good pick as well, in my opinion. So that is The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. That's an awesome pick. Um so one of the ones I'd, I'd put on the top of my list is uh, Everything I Never Told You by Celeste Ng. It's a um, 
Yeah, it's a book that's definitely a favorite of the Book Riot staff. You've probably heard it talked about quite a bit. Um, it's this really just beautiful, heartbreaking story about a family. Um, and sort of at its core, it's it's kind of about uh, what you want your place to be uh, in the world. Um, as someone that's moving someplace new, I feel like this will be a really great pick. Um, it focuses on a girl that's been uh, pushed to live a certain life by her family and what happens to this girl when she suddenly isn't there anymore. Um, just a really powerful family story. Um, and that is uh, Everything I Never Told You by uh, Celeste Ng. Awesome. Yes, that book. We love that book. Like, whoa. Um, okay. My, yes. <laughs> my next pick for you is a memoir. It's called One Day I Will Write About This Place by Binyavanga Wainena. And this book just knocked me over. It's a really incredible memoir. Um, Binyavanga is, grew up in Kenya um, in the middle class and always felt kind of at odds with the world around him, even though he had like a really wonderful life for the most part. Um, and he, he kind of always sensed that he wanted to be a writer. Um, and it was it. So the memoir is about like, you know, from childhood to uh, adulthood, trying to figure out how to become what he feels he needs to be. Um, he's also gay, which, you know, really impacts his experience. Um, and it's just a really amazingly written book. It's so uh, fresh and like sensory. Like he just really does an amazing job of channeling all of the sights and sounds around him into the book, um, whether they're memories from childhood or present day things. Um, and it's just, it's, I just think it's beautifully written. It's a really incredible read. Um, and if you are like you're graduating college, you're going off on your own for the first time, this book is about striking your you know way out into the world and trying to find your place. So that seems like it might be relevant to you. Uh, so that, again, that is one day I will write about this place by Binyavanga Wainina. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I'd like to recommend uh, Empire Falls by Richard Russo. It's a book I would definitely think of as a modern classic. Uh, Russo is really great at writing about um, small town life. Uh, I know everyone has experienced the feeling of driving past like a little town uh, that you've never heard of and wondering to yourself, like, who lives here? Who are these people? You know, what is their what's what's their life like? Uh, and Russo is really great at capturing that feeling. Uh, whenever you see that sort of a uh, little space um, in the story, you have this main character who uh, you know runs this diner, doesn't really want to be there, kind of has to be there, uh, and is kind of offered a way out by the uh, town's. Oh, what is she? She's like the rich. Uh, I don't know, she kind of has her hands in everything in, the, in this small town if uh, he'll only consider maybe dating or marrying her daughter. Um, and he kind of has to figure out what he's going to do. Uh, is he going to uh, take this way out that he definitely doesn't want uh, or stay stuck in this town uh, potentially forever? And it's just this really awesome story that blends together a whole bunch of different families in a really little town. Uh, and it's really about just not letting yourself um, be held back which is probably a really great read to read when you're uh, you know, getting off the set on your adventure. Um, so that's Empire Falls by uh, Richard Russo. Nice. All right, let's see. Question three is from Jade. I've got a bit of a strange recommendation request. I'm looking for a book recommendation for my pops, my granddad. It's his 75th birthday soon, and he loves books. He enjoys nonfiction mostly, biographies about comedians, sports people, British sports people mainly, as we're Scottish, 
or famous people from history? I love this question. Uh, he likes the token. Excuse me. He likes the token old people genre of books about nature or birds. But I was hoping to get him into fiction. I don't think he'd be into anything high fantasy or sci-fi, but possibly alternate histories. I'm sorry, this is so vague. I'm hoping you can help. I would read whatever I got him, so we can sit and chat about the book with tea naturally. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, I'll go first because I'm really excited about this question. Um, (laughs) And I am going to pick The Damned United by David Peace, which is about football, British football. Um, Everything I know about British football, I learned from David Peace. This is a true story. Uh, (laughs) And this book is about the really kind of famous, um, very eccentric manager, Brian Clough, who was the manager for Leeds United, which is obviously like a well-known and perhaps controversial team. Um, And it's a novelization, so it's a novel about Clough's time as the manager of Leeds United and all of the crazy things that happened. There were a lot of crazy things that happened, a lot of them due to his own poor decision-making, shall we say. Um, It's a really fun book to read, though. There's a lot of, like, amazing characters. There's a lot of stuff that perhaps if you're already familiar with the situation, you would recognize, but I would, like, find myself going Googling, be like, did that really happen? And it did. Um, And Peace is definitely putting his own spin on it, but I think it's a really fun novel. It's a little different structure-wise. Like, the, the way the dialogue is laid out on the page is not perhaps typical, but I don't think it's a hard book to read um and i think it would be super fun to talk about if you're into sports um whether or not you enjoy david or brian clough i think that there's a lot of like things that you can talk about so it kind of is like book clubby in that way uh so that's the damn united by david peace nice um yeah my my one pick is um uh, the yiddish policeman's union by michael is it chabon or, or shabon how do you, how do you... I, I always say sh- wait what do i say i think i say shabon but i'm not sure that's right Okay, well, it's it's that guy, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically what this book does, uh, it, it kind of reimagines um, that during World War II, uh, the United States makes Alaska a place for Jewish people to uh, to settle while the while the uh, you know Nazis are, are taking over Europe. Um, and the really fascinating thing about this book is that that was that was actually a real proposal that that happened at that time that did that didn't go through. Um, so yeah, he imagines this. This alternate history where this happens, um, a, a crime occurs in this city that is um, now mostly consisted of Jewish people, or they, they everyone speaks Yiddish, and uh, you know this detective is trying to uncover uh, what has happened. And uh, yeah, it's a really interesting alternate history book uh, that's you know based on something that you know almost happened uh, at the time during history. And that's um yeah, the Yiddish Policeman's Union by uh, Michael <laughs> Michael Chapman, I guess. However you say that name. Yeah. Uh, okay, my second pick for you guys is To the Bright of Edge of the World by Awen Ivy, um, who you have heard us talk about before. This is her newest book. It's um, out right now. It's in hardcover. I don't know if that's a problem, but I thought I would recommend it because, actually, this is like an Alaska theme. I didn't even realize that we had both picked Alaska <laughs> books, but whatever, a theme. Um, it's about, it's a historical novel, is why I picked it, about a man named Colonel Alan Forrester. I don't think he's based on, like, a specific person, but I'm sure that expeditions like this did go out. So Forrester gets a commission to go to navigate up the Wolverine River, which is Alaska's, like, impo- impassable river, um, with a tiny group of men in the middle of winter um, and they're going to go but because they think there's gold if they go up far enough they will find gold um, so his decision to accept this mission is even more complicated because
because his wife is pregnant. Uh, so he goes anyway. And so now Sophie is on her own um, in the military barracks uh, while he goes off on this expedition. Um, and she is trying to figure out what to do with her own life while all of this is happening. Forrester is keeping journals because he knows there's a good chance that he might not come back. And so he figures, you know, at the very least, his family would know what happened to him. Um, and uh, Sophie, in the meantime, would really just like him to be there. Um, and so it's about their relationship. It's about their individual lives um, while he's off on this expedition. And I think, yeah, there's some interesting characters and it's very historical. Um, by all accounts, Ivy did a ton of research. I don't know a lot about that period, so it's hard for me to tell. But uh, I think it's just and she's an amazing writer. We we've enjoyed her other books as well so that is to the bright edge of the world by ao and ivy all right let's see oh it's your turn to read yay okay so we have hi i love 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 to read awesome uh it pains me that several of my nieces nephews have not picked up the habit uh could you give me some recommendations for some grab me slash must read books uh i usually give them all uh money for christmas and would love to tuck in a book uh, six girls, 19 to 21 years old, and one nephew is a senior in high school. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, from the show. <laughs> so I'll go first again. This is interesting because I was trying to think of books that you could give all of them. Um, yeah. I, I, like, think that everybody can read everything, kind of. You know, I don't think... There are so much girl books and boy books, but so, okay, so that is all to say I have a, one pick for you that has a girl main character and one book for you that has a boy main character because, especially with reluctant readers, sometimes it helps to, as an entry to read about somebody of your own gender. So I do think that is real. Okay, so anyway, my first pick for you is The Summer Prince by Aliyah Don Johnson, whose work I love. And this feels kind of appropriate at the moment because it's set in a future Brazil. And obviously we are hearing a lot about Brazil because of the Olympics. Um, so I've really just been looking for an excuse to recommend this book. So thank you for giving me one. Um, and it's about a young girl named June who is sort of like a futurist graffiti artist. Um, and she is, she's a teenager. Um, she dreams of like making it big as an artist. And her mother is one of the sort of ruling class of matriarchs in this society. Um, and she uh, meets this guy who has been elected the summer king. In this future, there is a, a summer king gets picked and then at the end of the year, they die as part of, like, you know, the functioning of society. Like, this is a thing that happens in this society. So she falls in love with him, but also her best friend Gil falls in love with him. And so there's this love triangle situation. Um, and then there's also this real look at how the society functions, why it functions the way it does, what is deeply wrong with it, that they have to kill a young dude every year. Like, what's up with that? Um, and it's just got a lot of great action. It's really cool world building. Um, it's just a really different kind of story than I feel like you get regularly in YA. So I love it for a lot of reasons. Um, and I think it does have enough action and grabbiness to interest somebody who maybe isn't used to just sitting down with a book all the time. So that is The Summer Prince by Alaya Don Johnson. Cool. And I'll jump in with some uh, YA recommendations as well. Um, I feel like books that play with form are a really great way to get readers uh, sort of back into reading um, since they read quicker um, and they're just a really cool experience. Um, and I have a couple examples of this. Um, there's a book called Illuminae uh, by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff uh, that is pretty much completely made up of uh, found documents and like emails and uh, stuff that's redacted. So there's lots of 
lots of text that's marked out in black marker, um, and you're all trying to uncover just exactly what is happening in a really interesting uh, sci-fi thriller. Um, there's The Dead House by Dawn uh, Kurdigik, who I'm, I'm going to mispronounce her, her last name, I apologize, um, which is about a haunted house. Uh, and again, it's more found documents, and it makes it a really interesting uh, quick read. Uh, Everything Everything by Nicole Yoon, which is um, about a kid that's allergic to the outside, um, who is, uh, you know, desperately, uh, actually wants to go out there. And a lot of the book is told through social media and, and emails and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, you know, I just think these are three great examples of books that you can read, uh, fairly quickly, uh, as they're put together through different, uh, interesting formats and they're all very, very, uh, different from one another. So that's, uh, uh, Illuminae by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. Uh, the Dead House by Don Kurtigik, and Everything, Everything by Nicola Yoon. I hope that was okay. I listed three at once. <laughs> They're all kind of related. <laughs> Cheating is allowed. Cheating is okay. allowed. Um, my second pick for them all is The Magicians by Lev Grossman, which is also now a TV series, if that helps. I feel, I feel like sometimes it does, actually, if you can be like, oh, there's a TV show, and you should also watch the books. And the TV show, well, okay, I have feelings about the finale that are not complimentary, but mostly the TV show is great. Um, yeah. And so The Magicians is like, if... You know, the kids from Harry Potter were normal kids in that they, like, did drugs and slept with the wrong people and made really poor decisions about how to use their magic, um, which is, like, what we would do <laughs> if we actually had magic. I feel like it's a very uh, sort of rose-colored glasses-off version, uh, tribute, rather, to Harry Potter and Narnia and all of those things. Um, it's about a high school senior named Quentin Coldwater who is has been obsessed with these books about a magical land called Fillory for basically his whole life. Fillory is kind of a Narnia stand-in. And then one day during a string of college interviews, he discovers that magic is real and gets accepted into a magical college. Um, so he's going to become a magician. Uh, like literally everything he has ever hoped for but given up on is real. So, but of course, magic doesn't make you a better person, right? And Quentin has not necessarily got his stuff together. Um, he's like a little bit whiny and kind of lost and really self-absorbed. And you're just like, you just sometimes want to shake him, um, which I think is pretty normal for 18-year-old <laughs> boys, right? Like, that's just what it's like. Yeah. Um, and so this book is basically about his uh, college career at Magic College. Um, and, of course, hijinks ensue, and they end up going going on this very deep, dark adventure and finding out things about themselves that are sometimes good, sometimes not so good. Um, and I just, and this is the first book in a series. There's uh, three books. It's a trilogy, right? Yes, there's a trilogy. And every book in this series is better than the last one. I loved the first one. I really, really, really loved the third one. And the second one is like, I reread it regularly. So I really cannot recommend this series highly enough. Um, and I do think that there's enough awareness of like pop culture and magic and things like that, that even if they haven't necessarily become addicted to the Harry Potter books like the references are there um, and it's really you know it really is sort of a coming of age story plus magic so I feel like that's very accessible for everyone uh, so that is The Magicians by Lev Grossman that's like the best blurb you could put on that book too like coming of age story plus magic plus magic that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's it right it really there. is kind of the catcher in the rye plus magic like <laughs> Quentin and, and Holden Caulfield are not dissimilar <laughs> Um, and, and for me, uh, one, one book that's not a YA book that often crosses over a lot is uh, The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. Uh, so I'm continuing uh, Jen's trend of the magic here. Um, it's a book about uh, dueling magicians. Um, 
who you know actually do have these uh these magical gifts who um have these two uh are they not really their children are they i'm trying to remember now no, they're like pupils or apprentices yeah. apprentices yeah, pupil, protege yeah uh you know the boy and a girl who uh they sort of put into this uh this battle against one another where only one of them can survive uh, but they don't know this. They they just know they're they're sort of these rivals and uh, end up falling in love uh, under the you know throughout this uh, really magical world of the of the night circus, which is this circus that floats around at night where everything's black and white and really magical and and and, and beautiful. Um, and it's just this really really interesting love story, uh, just full of magic and uh, yeah, you'll probably cry. <laughs> it's another one of those, um, and then it's just impossible to put down and that's uh oh the night circus by aaron morgenstern yes yes there will be a movie someday too i can't believe it's not in a movie yet or like a mini series like kind of like carnival do you remember carnival oh i do yeah okay anyway sorry side note (laughs) um ours is time for our second sponsor which is us it's book riot live yay um so obviously you have maybe heard me talk about this before but it's super exciting it's a two-day convention for people who love books and we're gonna have a bunch of speakers from across different genres they're all gonna talk to each other about different kinds of things there's gonna be games there's gonna be serious discussions about craft there's gonna be meetups it's gonna be amazing if you register with the code jazzhands all one word, uh, because we do them so often on this show, you will get 20 bucks off your weekend registration or 10 bucks off your single day registration. But really, you should come for the weekend because it's going to be amazing. It's November 12th and 13th in New York City. And if you register before August 31st, you get VIP perks, which you really want because they give you early access to the schedule. Um, You get early access to uh, RSVP for limited edition seating. You get first notification when we add stuff. Um, And uh, you are also going to get a discount from our conference bookstore. So there's all kinds of good reasons that you should register before August 31st. So go to bookriotlive.com for all of the details and use jazz hands when you check out to get 20 bucks off your weekend registration. It's going to be awesome. You were there for one day last year, right? I was. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> walked by me, and it was it was that that made it. <laughs> I know having Margaret Atwood was like the thing that I mean, everybody was amazing, but all of everybody like who was an attendee ha- had a story about running into Margaret <laughs> Atwood like on the floor because she just kind of like hung out. It was amazing. Yeah. I can't even. Um, and we have awesome speakers this year too. Okay, I'll stop talking about it, but I'm really excited about it. You should come. Uh, okay, question five. We are going to get to all six. I'm super excited. Um, okay, this question is from Melissa. She says, this year I was all set to start some spooky slash scary books, and then bam, daylight savings hit, and so did my seasonal depression. Oh, that is a real struggle. Sorry, Melissa. Uh, okay, so the question says, suddenly I'm in desperate need of a happy ending. There are days when life gets overwhelming and scary, and since I turned to books for solace, I'd love some recommendations for books that will make you feel like everything is going to be okay. Uh, I don't want cheesy, I want good writing with a message of hope. Is that a thing? If you can find some, I'll be listening. Thank you so much. It is a thing. It is a thing. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'll start again. My first pick for you is Chime by Franny Billingsley, which I guess is technically a YA novel. Um, It's about a young girl named Brienne who is 
So she has a stepmother, and her stepmother has kind of made sure that Brienne believes the worst about herself. Um, Her dad is kind of not involved, uh, and her stepmother was really her sole adult influence for a really long time and has left her in a really kind of terrible mental place. So now her stepmother's died, um, and she's kind of escaping to the swamp uh, near her house. This is in, like, a medieval-ish setting. Um, and she goes to the swamp to kind of be by herself, and she sort of tells stories to the spirits who haunt the marshes. Um, but this is part of her secret. She is a witch. She has magic, which she shouldn't. If she gets found out, you know, she'll be, like, crucified, and the people will cast her out, and it's terrible. Um... And her stepmother has made her believe that because she has these powers, she is fundamentally an evil person. Um, and then she meets someone new who comes along. It's a guy, because <laughs> that's what happens uh, in YA sometimes. <laughs> but it's a guy named Eldrick, and he kind of shows her that not everybody is immediately going to believe the worst of her. And the thing I love about this book is that Brainy comes from such a dark place in the beginning of the book, and by the end of the book, she's managed to deconstruct so many of these terrible narratives uh, that she has been taught to believe. Um, It's so incredible and hopeful. It's one of the best books I've read about, like, you know, reprogramming your own mind uh, when somebody has programmed you to believe terrible things about yourself, Uh, which is a real thing that happens. So um, I just feel like it's so hopeful at the end. It's kind of got that triumphant feel to it, and you just really feel like the character has come such a long way from the first page. So that is Chime by Franny Billingsley. (laughs) And that's Eric's dog! Yes, that would be be my corgi carrying on. What is your corgi's name, Eric? Uh, His name's Augustus. Augustus. Um, He's named after uh, Augustus from The Fault in Our Stars, which might not be the happiest book to to read (laughs) as as a pick. Yeah, yeah, but for me, I'm kind of, I'm actually probably the worst person for this one. Uh, I read a lot of YA, but a lot of the YA I read is the stuff that I want to hurt me and make me cry. Um, so, so I, I think my, my overall pick, um, if you're looking for something that's sunnier, uh, well-written, has a happy ending, um, I love the Y novels of uh, Lauren Morrill. Um, she just writes really sunny, um, makes you feel good, uh, contemporary YA. Uh, I think a really great place to start might be um, The Trouble with Destiny, which is a, a new book she had come out uh, earlier this year. Um, it's this really sweet story about um, a, a cruise ship uh, that uh, <laughs> the, the performing arts uh, department of her school, uh, this main character's school, is going on. Um, the girl has to raise a certain amount of money in order to save uh, her – oh, goodness, is it the, uh, the band that she is in? Um, but there's a lot of people that are trying to get that money uh, as well as the, the people on the cruise are giving away something like $25,000 uh, to ha- whoever puts on the uh, the best performance, so there's lots of that you know classic high school drama uh, going on in the mix, as well as some uh, cute little bits of romance, and that's pretty much what all of her books have. Um, and yeah, you're it's impossible not to smile while you're uh, reading her stories. So uh, if you want to start with them, uh, like I said, uh, the Trouble with Destiny by uh, Lauren Morrill. Nice. Uh, my second pick is a heist future thing. It's hard to describe. I love this book. It's called Liberation by Brian Francis Slattery. And it's kind of like if you took Ocean's Eleven and put it in a future where there's been an economic collapse and um, slavery has returned to the world at large. Uh, So it's basically like, you know, people who 
Well, yeah, the underprivileged classes across the world are getting sold into slavery um, and kidnapped and whatever. And um, the economic situation is terrible. Uh, And so in this future, there's this group of heroes called the Slick Six who are actually international criminals. They're like not actually good people. (laughs) But in this context, they are like... Uh, what's the phrase? The heroes that Gotham deserves, as it were. Um, <laughs> and so they are seeing what's going on around them, and they're like, this just needs to stop. Um, and so the book is an adventure story of them uh, trying to make a big you know, change in the world and take down the people who are driving this awful new situation. Um, and it is so much fun while it's also really serious. And there is like a ride off into the sunset ending. So I feel like it would be really engrossing. Um, some of it is pretty dark, actually, but you mentioned you like spooky scary. And I feel like that balances out really nicely with the fun parts of this book. Um, Brian Francis Slattery is a musician. And I think you can tell there's all these like raucous parties periodically through the book where it feels like you are at the party like listening to the band and you know getting down with everyone and then and then terrible things happen and then there's another party (laughs) Um, but I think ultimately it is a feel-good book it's a really fun book to read and he does some really interesting world building Um, the New York of this future is just such a bizarre and fascinating place Um, one of the like apartment buildings quote-unquote that's in the book is like a ship that's just docked you know down at the port uh, at the bottom of Manhattan and like people are living on the ship and like what's that like Um, and a bunch of other things like that that are just really fascinating and really well done so that is Liberation by Brian Francis Slattery all right what's next oh it's you let's see okay uh, question six. Uh, I teach eighth grade, and one of my students is looking for book recommendations. Uh, she's looking for a book where the female protagonist is going through a personal struggle. Uh, she does not want the character to be – oh, she does not want the struggle to be the death of family, uh, extreme depression, anything like that. Uh, she does, also does not want the character to be extremely edgy. Uh, do you have any recommendations of books that would fit this? Why books are the best since she is interested in science fiction? Thank you, Astrid. Okay, so my first pick for you, when you said personal struggle, I kind of assumed you didn't want, like, the end of the world kind of personal struggle. So I tried to steer away from that in my picks. Um, so my first pick is a sort of is a YA contemporary uh, called Dumplin' by Julie Murphy, which yes. I just love this book. Um, I will say right off the bat that there's some pretty frank discussion about sex in this book. Uh, nothing happens on screen, but they talk about it, so I don't know if that's a problem. Um, Um, But just so you know, uh, since you're a teacher (laughs) recommending a book to a student, that is in here. Um, And it's about a a girl named Willow Dean Dixon, who uh, is called Dumplin' by her mom. And she she's a fat girl. She uh, she but she doesn't care. She feels fine the way she is, but she knows other people are not fine with it. So, you know, part of it is her navigating that situation, which is made more complicated because her mother is a former beauty queen and runs the town's pageant. So... This year, Willow Dean is just kind of fed up with everything that's going on around her. She's like having dumpster makeout sessions with a boy at work, but she doesn't know if their relationship is real or not. Um, she There's maybe another guy who's interested, but she doesn't know how she feels about him. She's starting to grow away from her best friend because of various things. And uh, so she decides that the answer to all of these problems is to enter the local pageant contest and like kind of show her mom 
that she is who she is and she wants to be the way she is and she doesn't need to lose 10 or 20 or 30 or however many pounds um, to be beautiful. She also doesn't expect to win. Um, and she ends up kind of rounding up a seri- uh, like a group of like ragtag non-beauty pageant people to enter with her. And it is such a great look at trying to understand who you are as a person, um, trying to deal with other people's expectations of you. And also it's just a really fun read. I just love, love, love this book. Uh, Julie Murphy is so good at um, these kinds of, you know, situational, both looking at it seriously, but also making it very entertaining. So, and like, there's a lot of Dolly Parton in here too, which I appreciated. <laughs> I love Dolly. Uh, so that is Dublin by Julie Murphy. Apparently Augustus loves Dolly too. I feel Augie like we're in, also likes it. Yeah, we're in very good company. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. Um, so yeah, I got another uh, YA contemporary I'd like to recommend, uh, Autofocus uh, by Lauren Gabaldi. Uh, I talked about it a lot on Book Riot uh, past couple months. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite books uh, this year. Um, it's a book about a young girl who's uh, adopted and trying to figure out uh, who she is um, as an uh, as an adoptee. Uh, she knows for a fact that uh, her mother is is dead, but it's not about uh, the death of the family. It's about her trying to figure out uh, who her mother was. Uh, so she heads off to college where uh, her best friend is um, you know, currently attending, uh, crashes with her friend and goes around this small town where the college is uh, to sort of discover um, who her mother was as she was uh, originally from this, this certain area. Uh, and over the course of the book, uh, she starts to worry that you know, if – as she learns her mother is wasn't exactly the the greatest person uh she starts to worry that maybe who her mother was is going to be a part of who she is uh so there's a lot of interesting stuff where she's like wrestling with her identity and trying to figure out what's going on with her best friend who is kind of outgrowing her um and of course there's like a sweet little romance going on because it's a YA contemporary book so there's going to be something like that happening and uh yeah it's uh lots of strong characters it's not edgy uh, but it's very very sweet um, and it's all about, you know, figuring out who you are and, uh, kind of, kind of where you're going. Um, and that is, uh, autofocus by, uh, Lauren Gabaldi. My second pick is science fiction. Cause you mentioned science fiction. Um, it's hard to find a sci-fi YA that's not about saving the world, but I think I found <laughs> one <laughs> and that is salvage by Alexandra Duncan. Um, as far as content goes, I don't remember there being any explicit sex on the page. I don't think so. Don't think right. So. There's not, yeah. I think there might be a fade to black, but like that's as close as it gets. Anyway, <laughs> this book is about a girl named Ava who is a teenager and she, in the future, you know, space situation that she lives in uh she it's a very patriarchal society and her father has arranged a marriage for her to a man on another ship everybody lives on these different ships um and she finds this out and is really not wanting to marry him uh and so but up to this point she's kind of you know followed all the rules and tried to be a good daughter and tried to be the best kind of you know, person in her society that she can. So this is a really big deal for her. Um, she is trying to figure out, you know, can she still, like, who does she owe her loyalty to? Um, and so she runs away, she escapes her fate, and she goes down to Earth, which is, you know, obviously a really different kind of place than our Earth. <laughs> um, although not so far off, sadly. It's overpopulated, there's environmental issues, um, all of that stuff. 
Uh, and so she escapes and is trying to figure out, um, like, what it is that she's supposed to do with her life, because everything she thought she knew has kind of been upended. Um, there's some interesting discussion of race in this. Ava is definitely not of the same sort of skin tone as the rest of her uh, family, and there's a reason for that that you find out eventually, and so that's part of her struggle uh, to figure out where she belongs in this in the world that she inhabits. Um, and obviously, it is a very feminist book because the society that she's living in is very, you know, overtly patriarchal and doesn't treat its women like full citizens, and so that's one of the things that gets discussed. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, background world stuff going on, but at its heart, you know, like most YA, it really is trying about, it's about trying to figure out who you're supposed to be uh, in terms of the rest of your situation and society and family and all that stuff. So, and a love story, of course. <laughs> so that is Salvage by Alexandra Duncan. Great. And um, for my sci-fi rec, I'm going to recommend uh, Tracked by Jenny Martin. Um, it's another book I talked about on, on Book Riot quite a bit uh, last year. Um, it's sort of a, a sci-fi uh, Fast and the Furious where yes. it focuses on a, a young girl who um, is a, a street racer on this this planet that's far away from ours but feels a lot like ours. Um, and the, the planet is sort of overrun by this corporation that controls – basically controls everything like the planet is basically like a business um and this young girl is this uh sort of streetwise uh rebellious um you know kind of brilliant uh young lady that uh races these fancy cars uh on the on the streets uh she gets recruited by the uh the big company uh, and is made to race uh for this company uh and starts to discover uh all the different ways that this big company that owns everything is kind of ruining the planet and consequently the human race. Um, it's not really about her saving the world. It, it's, it is about her, you know, trying to restore order to <laughs> uh, how messed up everything has gotten. Um, but it's just this really fun, uh, thrilling book full of, oh goodness, little love triangles and, uh, you know, Love triangles that definitely span different planets, which I like a lot. Yeah. I'm, a sucker for, I'm a sucker for love triangles. I know people <laughs> like them in YA, but uh, I kind of love it. It's got and, meditations uh, on capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> I love these books too, yeah. Yeah, but I think you'll like it a lot. Um, there's two of them. The, the second book, uh, Marked, is that what I think that's what it's called? Yeah, came it's out, Marked. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it came out this year. And uh, yeah, that's uh, Tracked by Jenny Martin. All right, and that's our show. Uh, so okay. you already know where to find me. Eric, where should people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at uh, Eric Smith Rocks on Twitter. I guess that's the best spot. Excellent. Uh, if you enjoy the show, or even if you don't, uh, we would love for you to review us on iTunes. It helps other people find the show, and we love to see your feedback. Uh, thank you so much to our sponsor, uh, To the Edge of the Light by Elizabeth George and Book Riot Love. Wee Jazz hands dance. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter as Jen IRL, Jen with two N's, IRL. And thank you so much for listening to the show. Bye.